Today is Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo 2023. Revealed Jeffrey Epstein's history as an FBI source. This story just keeps getting better or worse, depending on where you're looking at it from. Ex-CIA chief wrote Hunter Biden's laptop disinfo letter for Joe Biden to use as a talking point, we now know. And the founder of Rebel News, Ezra Levant, joins the show to talk about all of this. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. If you want to stay connected, if you want to not promote woke ideologies that want to destroy you and your worldview, then you gotta switch over to Patriot Mobile. I talk about them a lot. I love Patriot Mobile. I use it for my show. We are hustling and grinding all the time on this program, and we use Patriot Mobile to stay connected. There is a fast, wide ranging, fast moving world out there. It's quick. It's going. It's bopping. It's moving. There's so much news to cover all the time. And you want to make sure that you are not only staying connected, but able to give companies that don't hate you your hard earned dollar. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative wireless provider that offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without woke propaganda by leftists being shoved into your own cell phone that you carry around in your pocket or your purse. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting a free speech company just like us. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. You get free activation with the offer code Benny. Do it today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Cinco de Mayo. And so I thought I'd start the show by presenting to you an artifact from the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages of 2016, May of 2016. This, an image that Donald Trump tweeted, arguably the greatest single image in the history of the social web and the effect that politics and celebrity has on it. This image has 80,000, 90,000 retweets. It has been seen by millions and millions and millions of people. Donald Trump tweeting, I love Hispanics. As he sits in front of a taco bowl in his office, Donald Trump was the presumptive Republican nominee at the time. This has changed, this changed politics forever. But you can see on the side, there's a uh, photo of Donald Trump's ex-wife, Marla Maples, in a bikini that he's eating a taco bowl on top of. So you know what? I'll make you come up with whatever decision, you, you however that makes you feel as a person. <laughs> For me, it's just pure fascination and interest in a man who can just do whatever he wants. A man who is unbound by all of the forces in the corporate or political worlds and who can walk and stride confidently as his own individual under his own power, right? Well, that's what we thought about Donald Trump. That's certainly what I thought about Donald Trump. And it's what I still believe about Donald Trump. I, I'm, a, I'm a Trump fan. But there are cracks inside of that image of Donald Trump that begin to show when Donald Trump, even the man himself, came up against the deep state. Something that I thought was really fascinating in the first years of Donald Trump's presidency was when he was faced with his first Herculean challenge of simply releasing the JFK files. So Congress passed a law in 2000, uh, uh, that in the year 2017, that would be 25 years past the year 1991 when they actually passed the law. So the year 1991, they passed the law. In the year 2017, Donald Trump is president that all of the JFK files will be released, all of them, that you will get a full access 
because everyone's dead at the time, right? No one, no one's been around who might have assisted in the assassination. They may have may have covered it up for the deep state. Like nobody would be, even be around to prosecute. And so you can finally see them all in 2017, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump, the man who posted the Taco Bowl, the man who posted Cinco de Mayo. I love Hispanics. The man who broke every rule in the book for politics, who campaigned against the deep state was not even himself, and I don't knock Trump for this, I, you know, don't judge a man until you walk uh, in his shoes. I don't judge Trump for this. Donald Trump adhered to the deep state request to not release all the files. And he said something fascinating, actually, when this happened. He said something at the time. Donald Trump holds back hundreds of secret assassination files for review, White House says. Donald Trump had the legal authority given to him by Congress to release everything unredacted, and any president up to this point, that's why this question needs to continue to be asked forever. Any any president has the full legal authority to release everything that our intel agencies did to assist in the assassination of President Kennedy. Donald Trump said this, and I thought this was absolutely fascinating at the time. Just a little nugget. See if you can pick up on something here. Therefore, I am ordering today that the veil finally be lifted, Donald Trump wrote, adding that he had no choice but to accept the requested redactions for now. Huh? Wait, what? So there were no bombshells released. Th there has been absolutely no smoking gun. There is, by all measure, a smoking gun that connects our intel agencies to the JFK assassination. Tucker Carlson has reported extensively on this and probably one of the reasons why Tucker Carlson is no longer on the air. But Donald Trump said, my hands are tied. I have no choice. What a strange thing for Donald Trump to say. That doesn't sound like Trump. What a strange thing to say for a man who crusaded against the deep state. Why would they tie his hands on releasing the JFK files? What is so dark? What is so black? What is so evil in these files? What information? Something that happened, man, in the 1960s. You're talking about people who are long dead and pushing up worms. These people are living in graveyards who were all a part of this, if they were innocent or guilty. What are they hiding? And how were they able to convince Donald Trump, of all people, to not let the American public know the truth about JFK's assassination? What a wild moment. It doesn't get the amount of attention that it deserves. Could it be, and this is my contention, could it be that our intel agencies were complicit in murder? That seems to be the only logical answer to this question. That they were complete, that they were willing to kill in order to protect themselves. JFK famously had a very, very bad relationship with the intel agencies. They screwed him over time and time again. He's an old military man, JFK. He became untrustworthy of the super state that was outside of the democratic processes and a government above our government. And JFK said, I'm gonna scatter you to the winds. And I quote. Now, eventually we are gonna get Robert F. Kennedy on the show and we're gonna ask him these questions. Robert F. Kennedy is an announced Democrat candidate running against Joe Biden. I, wanna answer, I want him to answer these questions. I want to talk with him about that. Robert F. Kennedy has said straight out that the CIA killed his uncle. Whoa. We know for the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald had connections with the CIA and was doing CIA training. And we know for a fact that the CIA completely botched and screwed over JFK on the Bay of Pigs, trying to invade Cuba and, you know, stage a coup. 
know, they've gotten better at cover, color revolutions around the world, but let's just say they, uh, they gave JFK the biggest black eye of his presidency. And so what was JFK going to do when he had a full mandate from the American people? JFK was cruising on his way to winning 40 states in the 1964 election. What would he have done if he had a full mandate by Congress, Democrat House, Democrat Senate, Democrat president, popularly elected? It would have changed the country forever. Would he have gotten rid of the FBI and the CIA? The answer is yes. You can look at his writings and his private conversations. The answer is yes. So is the deep state willing to kill to protect itself? I think the answer to that is unequivocally, uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. And so let, let's get to our first story here. Is the deep state willing to kill in order to protect its connections to Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein? The world's foremost pedophile and sexual abuser are they willing to utilize a man who is guilty of arguably the most heinous crimes known to man in order to get intelligence and then protect him and then murder him in federal custody? Are they capable of that? Is the American government capable of lying to you? That's question number one. All you need to do is look back a couple of years through COVID and the answer is yes. It's hard to find actually, it'd be easier to count the number of times that a government was truthful about COVID to you. And then two, is the government willing to lie to you even if it causes mass harm, even if it causes death? And the answer, of course, yes. You don't need to look back at Kennedy. You don't even need to look back at Epstein. You just look back through again at COVID and how they handled that. Will they lie to you for power, even if it means harm to the American people? Yes, unequivocally. And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the saga of Jeffrey Epstein. What have we learned? Well, we covered that Jeffrey Epstein had been close, personal friends, meeting and confidants of the Obama administration, the current CIA director, various luminaries inside of academia, the Obama White House, of course, the Clintons, you knew that. Ladies and gentlemen, we've now uncovered who Jeffrey Epstein was meeting with. And well, I mean, uh, among them was another convicted child rapist, a man named uh, Woody Allen. So birds of a feather. We're going to get you the connection to Hunter Biden here in just a moment and the FBI. First off, the breaking news of Epstein's calendar what did it reveal? A new report from the Wall Street Journal exposes the prominent names of Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar. Some meetings include our current CIA director, William Burns, the Bard College president, and Obama White House counsel, Catherine Romler. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. He was a horrible person and a convicted pedophile when these names appeared in his private calendar. Now, none of these people went to Epstein Island or are seen on his flight logs. Uh, but unfortunately, they knew exactly what they were dealing with because he had already been convicted of sex crimes with minors in 2008. Uh, they knew the association and they continued to meet with him because of the riches that he might bring him by knowing people and having secrets about those in politics and in the financial sector. Jeffrey Epstein was an op. We covered this on Monday when this news first broke on Sunday evening. Jeffrey Epstein was an op. 
I happen to be, uh, by the way, uh, in, in Washington, D.C. this last weekend. And I talked with some, some of the friends in our friend circle that are spooks. Military men who worked in the intelligence agency. And here's what they had to tell me. That the military and our intelligence operations will literally look the other way to the most heinous criminals on earth as long as they think that they are getting something out of the deal. And that Jeffrey Epstein fits perfectly into the glove of this understanding of the world. Jeffrey Epstein, in fact, this was the feature, not the bug, the fact that he was a predator and a pedophile. This was actually good because what he could do is then get powerful people in compromising positions and then get leverage over them based on his relationship with the CIA and with the FBI. Why do you think Jeffrey Epstein had an island off the coast of America? not on American soil. The CIA is a clandestine agency that is not allowed to operate on American soil. Didn't stop him with Kennedy, but nonetheless, that's the way the rules are written. So Jeffrey Epstein was an intelligence asset. Does that explain why you have comments like this from John McCain's wife? A couple of years ago, we dug into an archive and found this comment that just absolutely was gob gobstopping. Cindy McCain saying, oh, yeah, all of us powerful, all the elites, we all knew what Jeffrey Epstein was up to, but we couldn't stop him because he was too powerful. Go. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. Mm, they were afraid of him. Interesting. Who is they? Who is she talking about here? She's married to one of the most powerful politicians uh, in American history. I mean, you, you may not like it. I certainly don't. I don't like John McCain. I hated his politics. Uh, but but inarguably, the man had an enormous amount of power, sway. He was the Republican nominee in 2008 for president. God, shows you how much we've improved this party, nonetheless. Donald Trump, who then became the nominee in 2016, who really didn't like John McCain, had this to say about Jeffrey Epstein back in the day. This was before Donald Trump announced for president. Watch. Uh, Bill Clinton. Nice guy. Uh, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> it's funny how they sprinkle the breadcrumbs there, right? We talked to you about an elitist group of people who run this country like an oligarchy, taxation without representation, rule from afar, and how real it actually is. The value of Donald Trump and why I find it just shocking that the deep state was able to roll Trump and not have him release all of the documents on the Kennedy assassination. And again, this is not a criticism of Trump per se. This is simply the shocking power of the deep state. Sun Tzu, art of war. Sun Tzu, art of war. Uh, if you know your enemy and know yourself, you will not fear 100 battles. If you know yourself, but not your enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither your enemy nor yourself, you'll succumb in every battle. I don't think we know our enemy. 
I don't think we know how powerful these people are. I, I don't think we quite we are quite able to comprehend uh, what they can do because they don't operate by the same rules that we do. There are a, there's an entirely different law and set of principles and punishments for these people. Bill Clinton knows what he did with Jeffrey Epstein. He was asked point blank, actually, what he did with Jeffrey Epstein quite recently. His reaction is just perfect. Watch. Any comments on the alleged uh, allegation of your protection with Jeffrey Epstein? No. I think it speaks for himself. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. Bill Clinton laughing, chuckling, laughing. Bill Gates laughs about it, too. Bill Gates laughs about Jeffrey Epstein, his connections with Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein dying. It's funny how these guys have the same response. They chuckle and they giggle as though they've accomplished something with Jeffrey Epstein's death. We'll get into exactly what they've accomplished. Well, I can prove it to you, though, that that Bill Clinton laughing and chuckling about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Maybe it's a nervous tick. Uh, but not if it's two separate individuals. Here's Bill Gates doing the same thing. And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh well, he's dead. <laughs> what were they hiding? What was Jeffrey Epstein doing? How did he get so much protection? Not just from politicians or from people asking questions like this, which, by the way, Bill Clinton should be asked this in every interview, in every public outing, every place he goes, he should be asked this question. But also with the corporate press, why are they shut down on these stories? Why do we have Project Veritas leaking footage like this from an ABC News anchor, Amy Rohrbach's her name. Uh, she's since le departed the network, possibly because of this. Amy Rohrbach saying uh, back in, uh, I think this was four or five years ago, she had everyone inside of the Epstein network. Everyone. The Clintons, Prince Andrew, you're going to have a royal, uh, royal coronation this, this weekend. You're probably going to see some predator, some Epstein-level predator at the royal coronation. He's the brother of the future king. He had to pay like 15 million pounds to a woman who said that she was essentially trafficked to him by Epstein. Guy's name's Prince Andrew. These are bomb. These are the biggest stories in the. These are like the big. These are the stories that break the earth in half, shatter the globe, sh shatter our understanding of the world. All of the, the, every rich and powerful person you can imagine was tied up inside of this predator ring that Epstein ran, and a reporter had the story. A corporate media reporter had the story, and she was suffocated for it. Watch her in her own words. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, 
we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will say, oh, that we that also quashed the story. Yeah. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in it because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Mm, that lady's been let go of ABC News. I wonder why. The protection continues. Know thy enemy. Who is powerful enough to tie Trump's hands when it comes to releasing the JFK files? Who's powerful enough to scare Donald Trump into not releasing the JFK files? My hands are tied. I have no choice, Donald Trump says. Does that sound like Trump? What the hell? Who's powerful enough to protect the most prolific pedophile, as he's been called there by a corporate media reporter, who has footage, photos, corroborating evidence, other women? She had it all. For three years, she had it all. Clinton, what are they, what does she still have? She has everything. And then the corporate media refused to allow her to report on that story. Man, this is the value of independent media. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, subscribe now. Please help support independent media because this is how we break actual news. Not having overlords. You don't like you, you don't like what we're doing here? You're looking at you're looking at the owner. You're looking at a guy who owns hundred percent of the company. We have fifteen employees. We're so proud of what we're building here, and it and it's you who keep us powered and keep us going. And so thank you. And I promise we will not pull punches on this program, which is why you got to see this. You got to see this. This substack from Technofog. Unbelievable reporting here. Jeffrey Epstein was an FBI asset. Confirmed. Jeffrey Epstein was a rat to the intel agencies and to the FBI. In fact, his... Again, the pedophilia and the child abuse, that was the feature, not the bug. They liked that because it was a tantalizing when you're rich and powerful, like you're always in the certain. This is why all these guys get brought down. Harvey Weinstein gets brought down by Me Too movement. It, it's, it's human nature. God says you can have everything. Just don't touch the apple. And so you go and you, you chomp on the apple. It's human nature, man. Build the Tower of Babel. We're going to be bigger than God. Always wanting more, 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 never being satisfied. And so these rich, powerful people, they're always looking for forbidden fruit, as uh, a kind way to put it. And Jeffrey Epstein providing them something that is illegal and is not allowed lures in a bunch of people. And then he's able to get information on a lot of people and footage of them and videos of them doing these heinous acts. And then they're able to, he's able to trade for favors with Americans intel intel agencies and literally get away with mur literally get away with the most heinous crimes at the express permission and approval of the FBI check this out back in 2007 
Department of Justice gave Jeffrey Epstein a sweetheart deal that deferred prosecuting Epstein for federal offenses, including interstate sex trafficking of minors and recruiting of minors to engage in commercial sex acts in exchange for Epstein pleading guilty to Florida state level solicitation. The deal was shocking in both the timing and the scope as it made before as it was made before the FBI had interviewed Epstein's victims and before the FBI had seized Epstein's computers. It immunized Epstein's known and unknown co-conspirators who were credibly accused of trafficking and abusing minors, a rare and troubling agreement that you will not find any other federal non-prosecution agreement. If Epstein successfully fulfills all the terms of the conditions, the United States also agrees that will not institute any criminal charges against the potential co-conspirators. So they're letting off a human sex trafficking ring that they know is operating inside of America. Why? It implicated both the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, Alex Acosta, and the main justice in Washington, D.C., which approved of the plea deal. Now, what did Alex Acosta say about this? This is absolutely stunning, ladies and gentlemen. Get a load of this. Wild. So Alex Acosta, he went on to serve in the Trump administration. He was, again, the Southern District of Florida U.S. Attorney. Got to be a smart dude. Why would he let Epstein off? Let's ask him. Here's what he says when you ask Alex Acosta, why did you let Epstein off? Acosta cut the non-prosecution deal with Epstein's attorney because he had been told to back off. That Epstein was above his pay grade. I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. So that's why. Epstein belonged to intelligence. Have you ever heard that? Has that quote ever hit your feed before? Alex Acosta describing that he couldn't charge Jeffrey Epstein for being a child predator because he belonged to intelligence and he was told to back off. Does that sound, does it rhyme? Is it harmonious with what Donald Trump said about releasing the JFK assassination files? How powerful are these people? Donald Trump's, it's, it's a mirror of what Donald Trump's had to say. Hey, my hands are tied. I can't, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Wow. My God. This article goes on to say that FBI, the FBI has a ton of interviews with Epstein and all the way back in 2002, before Epstein's uh, predatory convictions that they can see that Epstein was trying to give up various rich people to the FBI in a, in a 302 interview from 2002. This is bombshell stuff here. So, F, so Epstein was essentially using as collateral his rich friends and his access to give up a, apparently a telecommunications uh, individual who was uh, committing fraud. So what would happen here, and this has been laid bare, this has been laid bare now completely, completely and totally, that Jeffrey Epstein was a fixer for the intelligence community. Jeffrey Epstein had the allure of being able to offer anything in the world to any rich and famous person, any member of the royal family, any former president could go to Epstein's island and uh, commit their most demonic heart's desires. And in return for being able to operate those rings, Jeffrey Epstein would give, would give up to the intelligence agencies information that they wanted on these people. 
We have reason to suspect that there are more, perhaps two Epstein interviews with the FBI that have yet to be made public, not counting the 2008 interview. Those that might suggest a relationship between the FBI and Epstein, but getting those will require the FBI to give them up. Why won't the FBI hand over the documents? According to the FBI, producing the interviews would violate Jeffrey Epstein's privacy. And that is how the article ends, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see with the corresponding documentation. As you can see, of course, with the actual interviews there. How did Epstein die exactly? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one man in media that was able to actually look into that and give you a response, give you an, an uh, to, to even like begin to diagram Jeffrey Epstein's cell, his cell block, to actually thumb through what was going on there. That man's name was Tucker Carlson, a living legend, who did this report just a few days before being fired. Are you sensing a trend here? Watch. No one came in or out of the tier, Barr said. Therefore, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. So let's consider that claim rationally. On the night of August 9th, Jeffrey Epstein was being held in the special housing unit of the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan, the most secure part of the city's federal lockup. It would be physically impossible for a stranger to get in and out of this facility without an electronic pass and without being seen by the countless cameras in place between the street and the locked ninth floor of the building. So if Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, he was not murdered by an intruder, someone who came into the tier. He was murdered by someone on his own cell block, obviously. There were seven other cells on Epstein's tier, and each one housed dangerous criminals. So if you were looking for a killer, you would figure out who was in those cells. But no one seems to have thought of that or done it. The Bureau of Prisons refused to provide us with a list of the inmates on Epstein's tier. It's not clear how many of them were even interviewed by investigators, despite the fact that some of them were transferred out of the facility shortly after Epstein's death. That's a baffling oversight. So who would have the power to place a murderer on the same cell block as Jeffrey Epstein inside of a federal prison? I'll let you answer that question. You're a sleuth. You're a smart kid. You're a chappy boy. Can you answer that? If there was no in or out, and those cameras were functioning, if there was no in or out of the prison and no one was coming and going outside of uh, the, the standard means of getting people in and out of prisons, uh, then uh, who was able to kill Jeffrey Epstein? Well, it was someone who was placed on his block. And when the cameras blip went off, did the doors open to all the cells suddenly? Did every other prisoner who didn't know what was going on cower in the corner as they listened to a man choke or not choke to death? Was Jeffrey Epstein actually dead when he left the prison? These are real questions. These are real questions. Boy, it'd be nice to hear the 911 phone calls. Oh, they've been deleted. It'd be nice to see the camera footage. Oh, it's been deleted. It'd be nice to talk to the security guard. Oh, they were asleep. Got it? Shut up. Move on. Don't ask questions. I have one final clip to play for you on this, which I thought is absolutely fascinating because Melinda Gates is a raging liberal. She's a huge Democrat. She's donated hundreds of millions of dollars to Democrat causes. Melinda Gates is a leftist through and through. She's rich enough to be a leftist. 
and I play you this because it shows that good and evil is actually something that cuts right through the human heart. And you think you know someone. But there are people on the left and there are Democrats. And there are plenty of them that are good people actually. That are confused about what's going on in the country today. And confused about this warp, warped evil that seems to be protecting these types of individuals. Evil protecting itself. Melinda Gates obviously has some good in her heart. And when she met Jeffrey Epstein, she had this to say, even though it was her husband introducing her, her husband of 30 years, introducing her to his new best friend, Jeffrey Epstein. Here's what Melinda Gates had to say before she divorced Bill Gates, the richest man in the world for this relationship. Watch. You know, it was also widely reported that Bill had a, a friendship or business or some kind of contact with Jeffrey Epstein and that you were not, uh, that that was very upsetting to you. Did that play a role in the, in the divorce at all in this process? Yeah, as I said, it's not one thing. It was many things. But I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. Mm -hmm. And you made that clear to him? I made that clear to him. I also met Jeffrey Epstein exactly one time. Did you? Yes, because I wanted to see who this man was. And um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. So, you know, my heart breaks for these young women because that's how I felt. And here I'm an older woman. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It's awful. You felt that the moment you walked in. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And you shared that with Bill and he still continued to spend time with him? Any of the questions remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Okay. But I made it very clear how I felt about him. Mm evil personified. I divorced my husband, the richest man in the world for 30 years. No small task for any anyone, any woman or man because of his friendship with this individual who was evil personified, who made my skin crawl. And here's Weasley Bill Gates going over to this guy's house, sharing staff with him, traveling on his plane, being best friends with him. Torching his marriage over this? Don't listen to the words people say. Bill Gates has plenty of flowery words to tell you what a great philanthropist he is. Watch their actions. Look at the people who gravitate to evil. Let their actions betray them, ladies and gentlemen. How did Jeffrey Epstein have so much money? Where did the money come from? What, what exactly did Jeffrey Epstein do? How was he able to be so rich? Who printed the money for him and deposited it in his bank accounts? Boy, that'd be interesting to know. There's an ongoing case right now against J.P. Morgan Chase uh, and the bankers at J.P. Morgan Chase uh, for uh, allegedly working with and potentially engaging with some of Jeffrey Epstein's uh, depraved and demonic activities here. Perhaps we'll find out. We'll see. Perhaps we'll find out. Maybe there will be justice in this world. But the uh, reality remains the same, ladies and gentlemen, that you cannot trust the people who are printing the money. They are uh, committed to evil. They are committed to destroying this place. And perhaps now, especially now, is the time to hedge against them. 
That is why I trust Allegiance Gold to protect my family and my investments. Allegiance Gold is the number one company for depositing true, real, actual assets of value into your hot little hands. You can hold them. I physically do gold and silver. That is what I have diversified uh, my investment portfolio into. It's physical gold and silver, and it is the best hedge against a fiat currency run by some of the most evil people in the world. Get $5,000 in free silver and a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Don't let the Fed and the people who are Jeffrey Epstein's best friends play Monopoly with your money. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Protectwithbenny.com. So what is the through line that runs directly through the people who are melting down the printing presses uh, at the Fed right now, the Biden administration, and Jeffrey Epstein? Well, if the through line is is inside of the state of Florida, which is such a black eye on the state, but this was happening you know, before Ron DeSantis, obviously before I moved down here. The through line is that the state of Florida was a major operations point inside West Palm Beach, uh, to be specific, was a major operations point for Epstein. This 2008 charge was being charged against Epstein inside of the state of Florida. Jeffrey Epstein got let off the hook inside of the state of Florida. This is where he was operating out of, human trafficking. So where's the through line here? Well, Hunter Biden is currently being investigated for human trafficking using a company based in Florida. This pains me as a father who's raising my kids here, as that this is like happening inside of this great state. It is a great state. But there evil, there's evil everywhere. And Hunter Biden is right now being investigated for his payments into a human trafficking ring that operated out of this state. Does it have connections to Jeffrey Epstein? Is this the same sex trafficking ring? Are these same people involved? Those are questions. We asked Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday uh, about her investigation into human, uh, human and sex trafficking by the Biden family cutting straight through Florida and straight through this Jeffrey Epstein story. Here's the response. Can you please expound on what you saw, evidence of, of human trafficking in the Biden file? Hunter Biden is a purely disgusting, vile human being. And the contents of the laptop are horrid. But to see in actual SARS reports and bank statements, the evidence of human sex trafficking, the exchange of money between Hunter Biden and known prostitutes is staggering. And let me let me go a little bit further. We have their names and they're not all United States citizens. As a matter of fact, quite a few of them are from Russia and Ukraine. So this is true human sex trafficking of 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 people that are not even citizens. And the question is, were they being held in some sort of sex slavery? What is the real issue there? Um, these are the crimes that the FBI and the Department of Justice should be investigating and prosecuting with Hunter Biden because the evidence is all there and the women are easily accessible and you can talk to them and call them in as witnesses. So why not call them in? Bring them in. This is the same this is the same situation as we covered with the Technofog Substack piece on, on Epstein. The FBI refused to do interviews with the women that were the victims. Same thing with Amy Rohrbach on ABC News. The FBI, ABC News refused to let her air the victim. These are the people who protect women, believe all women. These are these people. In case you're wondering if it's all a charade, if none of it's real, if it's all a clown world. Yes, these individuals 
are refusing, they're protecting another sex trafficker, a predator. Jeffrey Epstein is presumably dead. We don't know. Maybe maybe he's living on an island somewhere. We're not sure. We don't know what to think anymore. But we know this, that we have possibly the most muscular GOP investigation arm inside of our Congress in quite a long time. Again, on his first day, on his first day, James Comer, a very smart man, very sharp individual, friend of the show, said that the Biden family is guilty of sex trafficking. Huh? Well, that made our ears ring a bit. Here's the clip. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. It was day one after the GOP won the majority. This is day one. This is like the days after the election. Like the, the 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 hours after the election, James Comer saying, yeah, Joe Biden is guilty of sex trafficking. Huh? Record scratch? Please, James Comer, come on our show and let me ask you to give us those details. And we actually have them for you. Watch. The entity that Hunter Biden was doing business with for, for, for prostitutes, supposedly, uh, was being investigated for human trafficking. They were... Uh, they were getting bank violations, much like the uh, what's the guy that, that committed suicide? Uh, uh, Epstein. That had Prince Andrew and all those guys. What, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. There was it, it was something, you know, it's coming out now with some of these lawsuits that that uh, Epstein got a lot of these these suspicious activity reports because he was being suspected of human trafficking as well. Wow. being suspected of doing escort services and things like that. So there was an escort service, I believe, in Florida that Hunter Biden was doing a lot of business with. Uh, he was actually transferring money, it, it looks like, from his law firm account. He has a law firm of one of, of himself to uh, to this, this escort service. And according to the suspicious activity report, they were being investigated for uh, having an escort service, which is illegal in Florida, and for um, human trafficking. So that's James Comer. He's in charge of the Biden investigation. He's in charge of oversight, the most powerful position in all of Washington, D.C. And he's saying, hey, the Bidens, Epstein, together inside of a human trafficking ring in Florida. He, the lights are blinking red here. What should we make of that? Well, we can go through recent history of articles. Did Joe Biden actually assist in human trafficking? And we're not talking Hunter. I mean, we know this. There's video evidence of Hunter doing it. Did Joe Biden assist? Well, let's have a look here real, real quick. Hunter Biden could face prostitution charges for transporting hookers across state lines and disguising his checks to them as medical services. First son spent $30,000 in five months on the girlfriend experience. Have you heard of that? Have you tuned in to your local NFL broadcast and seen this headline? Hmm. Let's continue. How does Hunter Biden treat women? Well, he calls Asians yellow in a text exchange with his cousin. 
Something that if I said right now in the program, I'm quoting to you. I need to make this very clear. Media matters. I'm quoting Hunter Biden. Please cover this media matters. I'm quoting Hunter Biden in his text exchanges. Do we have the text message? Can we show it? This is Hunter Biden with like his like his uh, cousin or something. There you go. Hmm. Okay. Hunter Biden referring to women by their color when they're being served up to him. Got it. What, what, what kind of a person does that exactly? Let's see. But it would be possibly more damaging if maybe Joe Biden helped pay for these uh, women to be trafficked into Hunter Biden's life. And well, actually, Joe Biden did help pay for it here. Joe Biden inadvertently helped pay for Russia linked escorts and hookers, according to report. What happened here was that Hunter Biden had no money. Joe Biden wired him money and then Hunter Biden immediately spent that on the girlfriend experience. Yeah. And if you look hard enough and it doesn't take long at his laptop, you can find videos of the girlfriend experience, hundreds of them. Senate is now looking into reports that Hunter Biden had a prostitution or human trafficking ring. Why do the deep state love Joe Biden so much? Is it because he's one of them? Why did they love Jeffrey Epstein so much? Is it because in the nicest possible way I can put it, he's one of them? Hmm. Those, ladies and gentlemen, are questions. And that is exactly why the CIA helped get Joe Biden elected. I mean, obviously, uh, this is a story that we've covered earlier in the week, but the ex CIA chief actually wrote the Hunter Biden disinfo letter begging other people to come and to come to his aid in essentially lying to the American public, in rigging, in interfering, in meddling in an election. Why did they do it? So that Joe Biden could have a talking point during the debates. Too important to not cover, just got to touch on it. But in case, in case you need further evidence that these intel agencies are willing to lie to you, to harm you, to destroy your lives for power, ladies and gentlemen, the intel agencies got together and begged each other to write this letter in order to give Biden a talking point. Good old Biden. Watch. Here is the news. Just a short while ago, Just the News obtained this email. This is a very important email. It comes from the former CIA director, Mike Morrell. Yes, the guy that organized that letter from the 51 intelligence professionals who tried to fake you into thinking that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation when it wasn't. Uh, it is between him and John Brennan, one of the signatories. You know who John Brennan is? He was Obama's CIA director, right? He's the guy that told Obama, hey, Hillary Clinton is doing a dirty trick on Donald Trump called Russia collusion. Well, this is just before the presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hunter uh, and uh, Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's laptop is is flinging out there. This is what Mike Morrell, former CIA director, tells his successor, John Brennan. Hey, sign this letter because I'm, quote, trying to give the campaign, particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. A man with a security clearance, a man with the title of CIA director, knew that he wasn't creating an intelligence product, uh, a, a Merrick civic duty with 51 people. He was trying to create a political moment. Damning evidence. We're, we'll try to find out if Congress has this letter, but this is a very important piece. It is the ultimate proof that what went out on that letter was a political dirty trick coordinated with the Biden campaign. So in case you're wondering if this is all connected, there you go. There you have it. From the Kennedy assassination through today, the intel agencies rigging 
and doing much worse to our American republic in order to maintain power and in order to keep power. And Joe Biden is the last final diseased, syphilitic, dementia-riddled vessel of that power, and they got to protect him at all costs. And they got to lie to you. And they got to make sure that this information is censored. If that means shutting down ABC News's report on Epstein, or if that means shutting down Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Censorship is, of course, a tool of the regime. We know that Twitter.com, that Facebook, Google, and uh, various other social media platforms had backdoor entries in order to allow the government to censor the information that was out there in order to prescribe to a certain narrative in order to trick you and lie to you. That doesn't just happen, however, in this country, where freedom of the press is apparently a thing. That also happens in Canada. Joining us now, Ezra Levant, founder of Rebel News, who may be censored quite soon. Ezra, you're a hero of the Republic. You're questioning of Greta Thunberg. We haven't spoken since, but your questioning of Greta Thunberg at the World Economic Forum is the finest masterstroke uh, I've ever seen of like actual journalism happening uh, in the face of somebody who deserves to be asked a couple hard questions. So hmm. thank you. Well, thanks for the praise. You know, the interesting thing about talking to Greta is we were walking and talking with her for about 20 minutes. And there were a few other mainstream media there. And they started answering my questions to her for her. And they started objecting to my questions because they're really not journalists. They're what I call the media party. Look, in the U.S., you've got the Democratic Party. In Canada, we have the Liberal Party. But people sort of know what they are. And when they say something, people take it with a grain of salt. Much more powerful is the media party believes everything the Democrats do, everything the Canadian liberals do, but they have the guise of being a neutral referee instead of a player. So I think that the real threat to the United States and Canada is not really messaging from a political party. It's partisan messaging from the mainstream media. And, and I think I know where you're going because in Canada, our CBC state broadcaster has been the vanguard of censoring conservative views. So please expound on that. We have an article here from Rebel News that is uh, breaking at the moment, threatening to sue uh, Twitter if it censors uh, the enemies of the state in Canada. Can you can you expound on this? Sure. Uh, this is really weird. In Canada, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the CBC, it's the state broadcaster. It's owned by the government. It gets a $1.5 billion a year subsidy. And remember, Canada is one-tenth the size of the U.S. So that would be like giving $15 billion a year to NPR. And it's larger than all other news media combined. So it's so dominant. Here's the crazy thing. The president of this state broadcaster, who's handpicked by Justin Trudeau, the entire board of directors, the president handpicked by Trudeau. Well, you'd think she would be a journalist. No, she started doing things and we only found out about them through an access to information request. She went to war on Twitter and and we got this through a freedom of information request. She started saying to Twitter, you'd better start censoring voices that we find offensive or, number one, we won't advertise with you anymore. She was hinting about their business relationship being in jeopardy. But here's the crazy thing. 
the head of the CBC, who's supposed to be a journalist, said, hey, Twitter. She wrote this letter to Jack Dorsey. We've got a copy of the letter through Freedom of Information. We put it on our website. She said, hey, Jack Dorsey, if you don't start cracking down on this, on these accounts that we don't like, if you don't start banning them, even though you say they don't violate your terms of service, we will encourage Justin Trudeau and the government to censor you through regulation. And because we believe in free speech, we don't want that to happen. So you'd better do it yourself. I don't have the exact words in my mind, but I can see on the screen there, you see our our documents that we got. These are internal CBC letters sent to Jack Dorsey, threatening him, saying, Justin, we talked to Justin Trudeau in the cabinet a lot about this. Shame if something were to happen to your free speech platform. And then here's what happened after we published these documents. Matt Taibbi, the American journalist who worked on the Twitter files, he said, oh, they're not sending you all the, all the details, Ezra. Here's an internal document from Twitter showing they actually threatened to sue Jack Dorsey and Twitter. And so Twitter hung up the phone on them. So the CBC state broadcaster was not only threatening Twitter that if it didn't censor conservatives, that Trudeau would regulate them. The CBC actually threatened to sue Twitter themselves. What on earth? Like I say, the media party is the most dangerous party of them all. Well, I mean, it's an amazing through line from you questioning Greta Thunberg and having all the other reporters do her job for her to, to this. It's the same story, technically. It's fascistic because fascism is the fusion of the media and the state together in order to oppress the population. And that's happening at very quick speed in Canada. Am I wrong? You're you're right. I mentioned that the CBC is larger than all other news media combined. It's owned by the government. But there are some private broadcasters left and private newspapers. Well, Trudeau doesn't own them, but he rents them. He pays them hundreds of millions of dollars a year uh, in subsidies. And so obviously they're going to pull their punches and obviously they're going to go soft on Trudeau. In fact, some of the most critical journalism about Justin Trudeau has come from the United States and the United Kingdom because they're not on the payroll. When I say that 99% of Canadian journalists take money from Trudeau, that is not an exaggeration. In fact, I can only think of three media outlets that don't take money from Trudeau, Rebel News being one of them. So what you have is Trudeau getting more and more control of the media, but ordinary people can still get the truth through citizen journalists on social media. And that's why last week, and I mean actually seven days ago, Trudeau rammed through in the Canadian Senate, he cut off debate, he rammed through a new censorship law that nationalizes the internet in Canada and gives Trudeau's regulators the power to alter the algorithm in Canada. They call it discoverability. So now under Bill C-11, which is now passed the Senate, the Trudeau government can tell YouTube, Facebook, Twitter to promote certain videos or demote certain videos according to Trudeau's own criteria. Now, I think the tech companies are bad enough with their algorithms that punish conservatives. But now Trudeau has given himself the legal power to force them to do that. I want to throw one, one more thing at you, Benny. I know you're pressed mm -hmm. for time. But something super crazy has happened in Canada that I don't think, I don't think any Americans really know about. 
Trudeau has brought in a journalism license. He calls it the QCJO, Qualified Canadian <laughs> Journalism Organization. You have to apply to the government to be licensed as a qualified journalist. And if you get his license, you have to apply to the government. And if he oh approves God. you, then you will get boosted in his algorithm. You will get government money. You'll get access to press conferences. You'll get the good stuff. But if you do not get his license, you will de be demoted, de-boosted. You won't get the money. Well, Rebel News was refused a news license. We do news every day. We do more news than many mainstream media. But it is a political criteria. How is that any different than in authoritarian regimes like Iran, China, North Korea? I, I don't even know if Vladimir Putin has a news license. Maybe he does. Well, now Trudeau does, too. My God, it is. Oh, you know, you grow up here in the states thinking, oh, it's you know, it's our friendly neighbors to the north, and you know, pancakes and <laughs> you know, beer. maple leaf beer, and uh, you know, what, lip, what? What's the beer blue? Uh, well, yeah, Labatt's blue. Labatt's well, blue. Yes, your Canada, Bud Light. Canada's about the same population as California. Yeah. What would Calif what would a country be like if California was its own country? Yes. Gavin Newsom was the prime minister, yes. the president. That's Canada. It's a laboratory yes. of bad ideas from carbon taxes to socialized Medicare to gun control to censorship. You name it, Canada has indulged in bad ideas. Globalism, uh, the World Economic Forum. There's so many crazy things. They're limiting carbon. Now they're limiting nitrogen. There's a war not just on energy, but on farmers. So look to Canada. It's Yeah, I know Canada can be boring sometimes. And we sort of like being boring, but it's not boring now. It's dangerous now. And I beg my American friends, look at us as a cautionary tale. Think of us as a time machine, Benny. I come from the future. And I'm here to tell you that if America stays on its woke course in five years, you will be like Canada. So if I could go back in time and warn Canadians, I would. I mean, I have been warning Canadians. But Americans, do not take your freedom for granted. Canada was very free, but it's losing that freedom daily. You've got to fight for it every inch. Final quick question for you. Do you think that Justin Trudeau learned these fascistic tactics from his authoritarian father, Fidel Castro? <laughs> you know, I don't know if Fidel Castro is his blood father, but he's certainly his father figure. He admires him. He, Fidel Castro came to Justin Trudeau's dad's funeral. Um, Pierre Trudeau, who was a, a Marxist and he was a Canadian prime minister, Justin Trudeau said this. Put aside Castro, who he loves. Justin Trudeau said the country I most admire is China. And then he said because of their basic dictatorship, not because of their history or culture or art or language or food. He, the thing he loved about China was the most odious thing about China, their basic dictatorship. He literally said he admired their dictatorship. When someone tells you who they are like that, it's best to believe them. We believe you. 
Rebel News is something you must subscribe to. It's something that you must follow. It is the, uh, doesn't matter in Canada, it is one of the best news sites in the world. Let's toss up once more the uh, link here, ladies and gentlemen. It's rebelnews.com. Rebel and we, we you know, com. we're a source of Canadian news, but we've got reporters in the UK and Australia. And really the themes we're talking about, Benny, they're universal, whether it's transgender extremism or censorship what happens in Canada today can come to America tomorrow. So take us as a canary in the coal mine, my friend. Yes, yes. Thank you, Ezra, so much for being on the program. Always an honor. Thanks, Benny. Great to be here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's end with some good news off into our much-deserved weekend. Some good news, ladies and gentlemen. Brennan and Clapper will testify before the Weaponization Committee on Hunter Biden laptop letter. So, as we kicked off that interview with Ezra Levant, Hunter Biden uh, was using the intel agencies or the intel agencies' uh, correction here were actually being used by Hunter Biden in order to cover his ass before the election in 2020. They wrote a letter. It was a lie. They coordinated in order to lie to the American public and to project a hoax on the American public. And now, ooh, man, Comer cometh. He's going to be grilling these two weasels. Watch. What do you want to find out from them when they testify? Well, yeah, we want to know exactly what they use to determine their decision uh, to have such a big influence on the election. And what we've seen from the email is they didn't they didn't look into anything. And one of the things that continues to come up with the people that we communicate with in the Department of Justice, in the FBI, uh, that people that are in what, what I would consider the deep state, uh, they say the same thing. These people know the Bidens are corrupt, but their hatred for Donald Trump far outweighs anything that would uh, uh, matter with respect to national security and that would matter with respect to uh, determining whether or not Joe Biden is compromised because of all the money he's taken from our adversaries around the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have it there. They are going to be finally asking and bringing these snakes in to watch them writhe. And speaking of writhing snakes, a Soros-backed prosecutor, Kimberly Gardner, has resigned from her St. Louis office amid scandal. Very good. This is what happens when you put Soros-backed prosecutors in red states and the red states fight back. That happened here in my hometown of Tampa, Florida, when Ron DeSantis kicked out our Soros prosecutor. A scandal-ridden prosecutor backed by billionaire George Soros announced she is resigning as the Missouri Attorney General moved to have her forcibly removed. Way to go. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner, the city's top prosecutor, confirmed the resignation in a letter, just days after she defiantly declared, I ain't leaving, <laughs> LOL, both Republicans and Democrats across Missouri have demanded her resignations for years because of her mishandling of cases. Her resignation is effective June 1, can't happen soon enough. Earlier this year, uh, Gardner uh, had filed a petition, uh, the, the uh, Missouri Attorney General, forgive me, had filed a petition to forcibly remove her. Uh, nearly 12,000 criminal cases have been dismissed under Gardner. He also adds that more than 9,000 cases have been tossed just before going to trial, forcing judges to dismiss more than 2,000 cases due to what Bailey described as a failure to provide defendants with evidence and speedy trials. Despite her resignation, 
Uh, Bailey still intends to move forward with the effort to remove Gardner from office. Good. There's absolutely no reason that circus attorney remains in office until June 1st. Good. Fantastic. That is uh, wonderful to hear. What is this chasing me? The consequences of my own actions. The purpose of a Soros attorney is to never charge any criminals and to let those criminals run free and so that all of us can live in fear from them. That's the point. The point is to break law and to simply never prosecute. That's how, how you get Chicago. That's how you get New York. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how you get the, the horror that is St. Louis, a once, once wonderful American city and a once wonderful place to bring your family. Don't go now, please. I, I beg of you. Another piece of good news. Tucker Carlson is speaking with Donald Trump about moderating a Republican candidate forum. Tucker Carlson may be back and he may be moderating a essentially a debate with Donald Trump. Car Carlson, recently uh, ousted from Fox News, has shown interest in moderating Republican candidate forum and has reportedly discussed the possibility with President Donald Trump. The forum, uh, President... The former president and Republican primary frontrunner recently floated the idea of skipping the forums moderated by Fox News after the hostile network failed to seek uh, his advice on the issue. So, oh, man, this is great. What an alpha move. So instead of so Fox News is going to host some uh, debate with people who like right now, you right now, as the, of the announced candidates, nobody's even polling in double digits against Donald Trump. And so why would Donald Trump show up? Fox News wants the ratings. You only get ratings if Trump shows up. So instead of that, Trump would host his own debate with Tucker Carlson, who just got screwed over by Fox News. Oh, that is glorious. Glorious, glorious. And it makes us all the more thankful for you. And it's all the more thankful for you because we remain uncancelable because of you. And we thank you. We have a program here that is completely driven and powered by the audience. We have no strings to hold us down. Nobody tells us what to do or what to report on every single day. Uh, and so we come correct and we thank you so much for that. We have a team here. That's awesome. ALX and Royce are on every single day. ALX and Royce, you hear me talking to them like often live on the show. Good pop up on screen here. Come on, join the program. They're like, no, we don't want to join. No, we're sad. No, they're not sad. They're the best. This is an incredible team. And they're one of like, oh, ALX, bring ALX on. Come on. There you No. Wait, there he is. Yo, you don't have to give any monologues, but like they're the it's the best team in the industry. Uh, they, it, this is just a small fraction of the 15 people who in part work with us on content every single day. Uh, you help provide jobs to incredible conservative creators. Uh, and we just we thank you. We are going to be doing a break uh, for the show for the next week. We have a couple of big projects that we're working on. We are going to be doing a break for the show, so ALX and Royce will get a much-needed uh, little time to go work on other stuff. Not like they'll ever get time off. That's not possible. Uh, <laughs> but we just wanted to express, again, our appreciation for you, uh, and we just, we've just we just loved seeing this thing grow. ALX, you got anything to say? Um, I might have some surprises for next week for myself, so we'll see. So surprises for yourself, huh? Yes, we will see. All right. Okay. All we'll right. See. Well, ALX has some big trips planned and <laughs> will be giving his, uh, will uh, presumably be giving his, his regular report, the Twitter, <laughs> the ALX Twitter update on the show. Correct. With some, with some special news. Royce, you got anything? I'm good. 
All right. Royce is good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a it, it's a family program here. We literally mean that like it's it's we do this show for you. We do this show uh, for our for our to show to save our country and to save our families. We're real people um, and really just doing our best to save this country. The best way to save this country is actually to look at the permanent and forever victory that we will have in Christ and in our Lord and Savior and is why we end every single show with a Bible verse. This verse comes from Romans 5.5. 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Ladies and gentlemen, keep hope. Keep hope. We try our hardest <laughs> to have good news on the show. Sometimes I'm like, hey, Alex, we have no good news. Please, just one story of good news. Give the people hope. But we'll have victory in this life or the next. Structure your lives correctly. Therefore, God, family, country. Have a great weekend from The Benny Show. See ya.